We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Keeping it local. This is the High School Football Scoreboard Show. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain. And Mark Spain. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Into the 8 o'clock hour for the scoreboard show. That's the scoreboard show here on Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Sam Crenshaw along with Chris Parker inside the studio. Got Dom working hard on the other side of the glass. We got our crew all out around the area. You're going to check in with a couple of them in just a minute. Got a couple of scores that are jumping off the page for you right now, Coach. Yeah, how about Osborne 14, Kennesaw Mountain nothing? Whoa. That could put Osborne at, if they win that game, be 6 0. First time since 1994 they would won six games in a season. Forget about being six and zero. Oh, just, I mean, this is when they, you know, they started five and zero oh last year, ended five and five. Right. This is where they're trying to show this year is going to be different, and so far so good for Osborne. Yeah, I'm seeing a uh, first quarter score. Pebble Brooks up on Westlake seven nothing. It's the first quarter score. Mm, that's an interesting. Come in. It is that one. Uh, we got another one here with Flowery Branch and Winder Barrel. Flowery Branch up twenty to nothing. We look to get an update. Uh, from David Friedlander, he's at that game. He'll check in with us about that one. And also, Lumpkin County's up a second quarter score, 14-3 on Gilmer uh, right now. So those are some games yeah. that, that we have checked in so far. We got some updates. Let's start with Eric Slaughter. He's out in Cherokee County. Sports Radio 92.90 Games, Friday night high school scoreboard show. This is Eric Slaughter checking in from a rainy Grizzlies den on the campus of Creekview High School where we have reached the end of the first quarter. And this Cherokee County 6A showdown, the current score is River Ridge 7, Creek View 6. The conditions have played a big factor here early in this contest. We've had muffed snaps, we've had botched punt returns, and we had a missed extra point by the Grizzlies on their only score. As we head into the second quarter, the rain is starting to slack, but it will be a factor throughout the night. Once again, your score at the end of the first, River Ridge 7, Creek View 6. Let's head back to a warm, dry studio with Sam and Chris. This is Eric Slaughter. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Eric. <laughs> I think he was taking a shot at us there. I don't bit, think, I don't think that bit. was even subtle. Wow. Yeah. He did, did, did you know what, though? It did bother me a bit. You're right. <laughs> it's 100% it dry in here. I it appreciate is. that. Uh, we really do. We really do. Got another update now. Uh, down on the south side of town, let's Day-Day Lewis. Let's check in with Day-Day. Sports Radio 92.9, the game, the high school scoreboard show with Sam Crenshaw and Coach Chris Parker. Damian Dede Lewis live here at Terra Stadium in Jonesboro, Georgia. Monday's Mill Tigers with their unbeaten record on the line, taking on the Carver Atlanta Panthers. Non-region matchups, but still a very good one. And it would be Carver Atlanta striking first. Second play of the game, Montavious Banks throws a dart to Terry's favors, catches him in stride. He takes it to the house. Add on that extra point, guys. 7-0 lead as we start the second quarter here. It's Carver Atlanta on 
top of Monday's Mill for the High School Scoreboard Show with Sam Crenshaw and Coach Chris Parker. I'm Damian Dede Lewis on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, thanks a lot, Dede, with the update. And you heard in pregame, you talked with Coach Adarius Miles about the team, and there they are getting off to a good start down against Monday's Mill, a team that is having a good season. Uh, with, with Coach Moreland. Yeah, Monday's Mill having a historic season so far to start and excited to see what they can do. That's going to be a good game all night. Did you hear an Eric's update? A missed extra point, dropped a snap. Dropped. Mm-hmm. This is the game. You got to find a way to win, even in those conditions. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, a guy who knows about winning because he won a state championship a couple years ago. He rode around with the, with the, with the trophy in his truck. Uh, every, he took it everywhere he <laughs> went. Hey, uh, yeah. if, if I'd have won it, I'd still be carrying that thing around. So. <laughs> He's joining <laughs> us right now. Um, uh, coach Maurice Freeman, who is the head coach at, at Brooks County High School. Welcome to the Scoreboard Show with Sam and Chris. Thank you guys for having me. Always great to catch up with you, Coach. Uh, I know your team is having a rough go. Dropped one last night, but we expect you guys to be right in time for, for region and playoff time. What, what's been going on with your team? Well, we're young, very, very young. I'm I'm starting one returning start on defense and three returning starters on offense. And unfortunately, I'm playing a lot of ninth and 10th graders. And ninth and 10th grade young men are gigglers. They giggle at everything. <laughs> Not as mature as you'd like for them to be. Uh, but <clears throat> we play some folks that are pretty doggone good also, PCC and Bainbridge. Um, so, uh, you know, it's been a tough go for us right now, especially with these young people. Uh, we don't have as many seniors as we normally have. Senior leadership is not where we'd like for it to be. So it's just a tough road, uh, but we got we got to weather the storm. We will come out of this storm sooner or later. Yep, you always do. Coach Freeman, it's Chris Parker. You guys always do. You'll have them ready. Uh, what do you think is the thing that's got to improve the most uh, to get where you want to be at that 10th game, 11th game? What's got to improve for us is, Third down, third down offensively, third down defensively. We gotta, we gotta get the first down mm-hmm. on offense, and we've gotta come off the field on third down, uh, for fourth down on, on defense. We've been having folks in third and fifteen, third and seventeen, and they get the first down mm. because we're just making some big mistakes with some young yep. people. Now yep. the future looks bright. Right now, boy, I'm losing weight. I've lost 20 pounds, and I'm not on a <laughs> oh, diet. No, oh, no, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me that. Uh, of course, we're spending some time talking with Coach Maurice Freeman down at Brooks County High School. And he makes it sound like it's just awful, but, folks, it, 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 he, he's going to be just fine. Uh, he is also, uh, you also the president, GADA? Yeah, some people call me that. Some people call <laughs> you that. Uh, George Athletic Director's. Uh, association for this year. This week, some things took place, some votes uh, for some things, reclassification and high school NIL. And we wanted to get, you know, weigh in with you and your th- thoughts and have you talk with other athletic directors around the state and what kind of feedback were you getting and what are your thoughts overall? Uh, which one do you want to start first? You want to start with the NIL or you want to start with uh, uh, alignment? <laughs> which one? You want, let, let's start with the NIL, Coach. I'm, I'm curious what you got on that. <laughs> okay. Personally, I am totally against NIL, especially in small towns. You know, you, you have you, you have folks everywhere, not just small towns, but you have folks everywhere that that uh, may not be uh, in in the category of, of, of financially secure. And 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 you, when you're in these small towns, I'm surrounded by Thomasville, Thomasville Central, Moultrie, Valdosta, and Lyons. 
So if I've got a kid that's a flat-out stud, and we've got no one in Bruce County, we, we're, we're loaded with farmers. Farmers don't watch football. They, they are still out right now working to get those peanuts in, so they have no clue <laughs> what's going on with sports. And they don't need a picture. They don't need your likeness on a on a, a billboard or a T-shirt or anything. I stand a chance of losing that kid mm-hmm. to one of these surrounding counties because his family may need to be a, 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 in better shape financially. Uh, so I think I, overall, I think when, when you get an NIL in there, I think a lot of young people start to forget about athletics and they worry more about money. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, 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 I'm not for it. I, uh, you know, it's happening, and it's going to happen. It's happening everywhere, but I think it's going to be trouble. Wow, wow. And you think that one could be an incentive for the other, for them to go out and really think, work hard I, to achieve on the field, more than that was something, and also, you know, manage I, I, I don't. I don't think most kids function that way. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think they do what they see. Our young people wear the same things that professional athletes wear, regardless if they can financially afford it or not. Somehow they get it from somebody. They get the shoes. They get the gloves. You know, you know uh, they, they, they get the, the kids. That, we supply helmets at Brooks, but we've got kids that are somehow finding out how to buy $350 speed light helmets mm-hmm. because pros are talking about it, because colleges are talking about it. Um, they, 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 they're buying their shoes now, and they're buying the same shoes that these pros wear. So, I don't think that these young people are looking at things the way that we adults are looking at things. No, that couldn't be more accurate. And Sam, there's about 3,000 coaches in the state of football coaches in the state of Georgia. Okay. It's a lot. Okay. There's very few more wise than coach Freeman. I mean, really just been around a long time, seen a lot of different eras. People need to be listening what the man's saying right now. So coach, let's change it to reclassification. What do you, what do you think about there? How does it affect Brooks County? It doesn't affect Brooks County at all. Right. We're in trouble. Listen, we had to find seven non-region games this year. Mm-hmm. There are no schools being built in South Georgia. They are rebuilding the same school that was there before, but there are no, no new schools. So when we go at reclass, regardless of what they do, I think the best we'll end up with is five teams or six teams in our region. Now, we'll always play Thomasville. We'll always play Cook County, but when it, when it comes to a team like we're in a four-team region right now, mm-hmm. that is that is killing us because all we can find is five A, six A schools that want to play us. I was down to the last day looking for a team, and guess who are the two teams that called me saying you want a game? <laughs> Buford and Grayson. <laughs> I'm a single A school. Buford and Grayson. I would like to play single-A, double-A schools, and sometimes triple-A schools. But single-A schools won't play Brooks. Most of the time, double-A schools won't play, play us. No, no, y'all got that hammer. Y'all doing this. Well, we, we have a successful program. Yes. But I would like to play people that are in the South, you know, that, 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 that are more my speed. I, I called everyone in, in North Florida. Nope, Coach, we got – but you turn around and look. They play Tiston. They play Cairo. They, they, they're playing Thomasville Central, but I can't get that game. Now, on the other hand, if a Tipton plays Brooks, that guy might be looking for and we win, that guy might be looking for a job in a couple of years. So mm-hmm. I understand why schools that are not the top tier are not playing us. But 
we are getting the teams like TCC, Bainbridge, and we don't have a choice. Uh, coach, you're going to play Bainbridge or you're going to play Benedict- mm-hmm. Benedictine. Mm-hmm. So I chose Bainbridge because it was closer. But look, look, look at who I'm playing. So, so the realignment still does not do a lot of things for South Georgia. But now North Georgia, Middle Georgia, their new schools popping up everywhere. And, and so it's not a big deal to them. Right. So when you run this reclassification deal and you take out the, the private schools, which private schools don't bother me either. They're, no, they're nowhere near Brooks either. We don't play <laughs> any private schools. And now, they are winning mm-hmm. more of the single-A, double-A state championships mm-hmm. because you get to pick the athletes that come to your school. I get to pick the ones that are at my school. I think you have an unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, so – there's a lot for the Southern teams to argue about that maybe Georgia High School is not taking a look at because Northern schools, man, you don't have trouble filling out your schedule. It's done like that. But schools this way, we've got problems. And I, I think there are two things you need to look at. Look at moving more schools, and it may cost. It may be more travel for some schools, which I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that now. I used to didn't like that, but I'm okay with that now. I, I don't mind traveling. Uh, you know, and then then financially, you got you got to you got to look at it also. It's a strain on us when we play all these large schools. The kids get beat up, and, and you end up winning one or two games, and your fans stop coming to the game because they think you're terrible. Mm-hmm. No, coach is right. Listen, a different schedule. This team, coach ain't gonna say it. I'll say it. A different schedule. They're six and zero. Yeah. I mean, it's a good football team. They're younger for what coach normally has, but yeah, they they lost to Thomasville, Wayne County, Thomas County Central, Bainbridge, a lot. Those are all schools way bigger than them. Um, Coach, even in, I know you're frustrated with the schedule, but have you found some time to fish? That's what I was curious of. Have you found well, some time? Well, I played last night and got my butt beat by Cook County. Uh, so I went for a couple hours, and um, the pond I went in, there was an alligator. He didn't want me there today. So, uh, <laughs> oh, no. He, he decided to follow me around for an hour. So I said, you know what, man, you can have it. I don't want to shoot you today. <laughs> I don't want to shoot you, so I'm going to let you have this, Palm. But the next time I come and you're here, one of us is not going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach Freeman, we wasn't as good as it normally is. I, I hear you. I hear you. Coach, we, are, we just wanted to catch up with you for a little bit tonight. and get. You- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your thoughts on the topics of the week. And and just to check in with you, it's good to hear your voice. And uh, we look forward to the playoff time with you. We know your team is going to be there. You're young. But you're going to get to your region. You guys, what you got? Early County next, and then and then you get into your region. You know, yeah. you got still. Yeah, got we another. got Early County next, and then we got three quick region games. That's it. Three early. <laughs> I mean, uh, Irwin, Bacon, and, and Pelham. That's yeah. it. Now it's time for the playoffs. We only have three games, so we need a seven or eighteen region round here. Yep, he's right. Yeah, yeah. Coach, you'll get them right. I look. Hey, good luck to you the rest of the way, Coach. Really bring, look forward to bring it. that hammer. Bring that hammer. I'm trying to find my hammer, man, because I definitely need to bring it. <laughs> Coach Maurice Freeman, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the Scoreboard Show. All right. Thank All you. right. All right.
Uh, always great to catch up with him. One of the best. Yeah, uh, you were fantastic. And one of the best cooks. Yeah. And one of the best fishermen. No, coach. Now, I know, he, I know he loves a fish. You didn't now. know he could cook. No, I, I, I know. We have to get him back one day. <laughs> the man can cook. Yeah. I, I know he loves. I know he loves to fish though, but he wasn't gonna fight that alligator today. <laughs> <laughs> he might actually fight him. I can't. I know I wouldn't. I would coach go anywhere near. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to check with some scores. But we got a surprise, I think, happening out in Cobb County right now. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh. Oh, Osborne? We need to no. Up in Ackworth. Oh. You need a buzzer for what's happening. I need a buzzer. Uh, that and more when coming up. You stay with us uh, in the 8 o'clock hour here on the Scoreboard Show. Sports Radio 9290 Game and 9290Game.com. High School's Football Scoreboard Show. Friday night, Under the Lights. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain, and Mark Spain. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Tim Crenshaw along with Chris Parker. Got Dom Jaroski working the other side of the glass. Heard the rain is kind of tapering off around the area, you know, so maybe it won't bother people the rest of the night. But we did have some rain to start things off. We got Carrollton up 21-0 on East Coast as they play in the first half. Uh, down in wonderful Sharpsburg as we look at some of the scores starting to come in. Harris County got a lot of people's attention last week. They beat Sandy Creek. They're 5-1. They're beating Northside Columbus. 14-7. That's a third quarter score. This game is that game is moving along. Uh, yeah, Northside Columbus won that region last year, so yeah. that's a big game. Big Harris County's off to a great. Is North Cobb and Walton playing today? Yeah, they. I he, heard it was a. You know, not you, going how. Well, we got somebody out there that can tell us. Oh, okay. I, I well, didn't well, know. Why don't we do that? Yeah, well, okay. Let's just, let's check in with, with Gary Chapman. He's up up in Cobb County. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the High School Scoreboard Show. This is Garrett Chapman live at Emory Sewell Stadium for a battle between two 70 programs. In Region 5, the Walton Raiders and the North Cobb Warriors. You hear that bell? That means we're at the end of the first quarter, and so far it is all Warriors in this contest. 14 to nothing is your score. Uh, and it's quarterback Nick Grimstead and wide receiver TJ Smith who have found the link up to make this offense click. Uh, David Isi Umume is the guy uh, who everybody looked at. He's a Clemson commit. Uh, and he was the guy who everybody was widely expecting to be just the ball carrier in this game. But Walton kind of came in there with that similar mindset. And they've, I, would, I don't want to say they've shut him down, but they've held him to really one big play. It's that quarterback wide receiver combination that has really made this offense click. But on the flip side, this North Cobb defense is flexing its muscle. It's a very talented group. It's got Division One guys all over the field. And they are holding widely considered probably the best offense in the state to zero points. Uh, Hiklinski. Leads 7A in passing, and he is, I don't know if he's completed a pass tonight, guys. It's a wet football and a wet football field here. And uh, it, it, this offense is struggling a little bit. The offense was finding a little bit of success in the running, again, running game, but they have failed on fourth down now twice in this contest. Both of the, they got some generous field position on the first possession of the game. But on their second one, they felt they came in right to the goal line, but weren't able to punch it in. But guys, this is a very physical football game between two teams who don't seem to like each other very much, and you know what that means. 
means some great high school football. And I, I am right here, front line for you. Reporters all over the place between this battle of two dominant 7A programs. But your score right now, it is 14 to nothing with the home team, North Cobb Warriors, leading the Walton Raiders. Guys, it looks like North Cobb's about to score again, but let's see what happens. I'll be back in a little bit. We got a reverse. Hold on. That's a touchdown. Oh, that's a live touchdown right here. There you hear that reaction. I can't see who scored it, but it is now 20 to nothing to the home team. The Walton Raiders are one of the top teams in the state, and they are on the ropes right now. Guys, we got a great contest here. Let's see how Walton's going to respond. But I'll let this guy get back up to you guys. Sam and Chris, the High School Scoreboard Show. Garrett Chapman. Whoo. Right, take a breath. Guys, back to you. All right, Garrett. <laughs> 21 to nothing. Yeah, yeah. North Cobb over Walton right now, 21 to nothing. Osborne, 21 to nothing over Kennesaw Mountain right now. Both games in Cobb County. Yo. Yeah, big time, big time. John Betnarowski is going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour to get us caught up on a lot of things that are happening around Cobb County because I see another Cobb County score that jumps off the page. McEachern, 7 nothing on Harrison. Mm. Harrison coming into this game undefeated. Yeah, Harrison undefeated, probably the favorite right now in that region. That's, these are region games now, Sam. We're into the region schedule. It is October. These Every one of these games matters more than they did even a few weeks ago. North Cobb wins that game. They are – very likely the region champion. Walton wins that game. They are very likely the region champion. It's a big, big, big game. But, hey, don't count Walton out yet. Okay. 21 okay. nothing used to be a – I mean, when you first started covering high school ball, oh, yeah. oh, 21 yeah. nothing game's over. Yeah. That's what's different now. The way people play offense now, I mean, this is a team averaging 50 points a game. Don't count them out yet. We've seen them in action. Don't count them out yet. But yep. it, is, it is teetering that way. They're going to have to get something going pretty soon. All right. We want to see what happens with that one. Got a baseball score in honor of the Braves and Phillies. We say we're not afraid of the Phillies. <laughs> Lam Lambert is playing for Sipe Central, and Lambert's up 5 nothing. 5 nothing. 5 nothing. That might be what we get tomorrow night, Dom. He's 5 nothing. <laughs> 5 nothing. I like that. Spencer Strider, 8 yeah. innings, something. Yeah, we're not worried about that pitch count now, baby. It's strike, the playoff. Strike out about 12. That, that, yeah. that, that'll be nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I see where you're going with that, Coach. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, the scores here on the scoreboard show. Any other games that are jumping off the page? We got what Langston Hughes up 13-7 on East Paulding. That's a first quarter score. Douglas County back in action. They're winners. They're winning up 14-0. They're leading Paulding County. That's the second quarter score tonight. Yeah, looking at Marietta up nine to nothing over Hillgrove. That's a third quarter score. You know, moving, games moving along pretty quickly. Uh, third quarter. I think the weather has something to do with that. Well, because of the weather, you're just keeping the ball on the ground. You're not throwing it, so you don't have incomplete passes. Maybe makes the game go a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, you got to be ready to win in all kind of environments. You know, Rome's up twenty-eight to three over Sequoia in the second quarter. Uh, Sequoia's had a really nice season, but man, Rome really good in yeah. that region. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And we, you expect that. That's what we've seen this season. Lee County. We watched them on TV last week. They got veterans this week. They're up fourteen-three uh, in the first half of that game. Uh, second quarter scored North Atlanta. They're still undefeated. North Atlanta's up 10 nothing on Riverwood. North Atlanta having a really nice year. They got Maris Lumen. Yeah. That might be a Garrett Chapman or Eric Slaughter or Day-Day situation. That could be. When we get Maris versus North Atlanta coming up here. Soon. Could be. Look like it could could be that. Uh, another school from out in Cobb County doing good tonight. Sprayberry's up 24-6 on Johns Creek. That's the second mm. quarter score uh, for them. We're watching for that one. Yeah, Blessed Trinity up big right now over Pope um, in the same area. If you're looking at the Wintersville, 7-3 right now. About Aust or, oh, 
Lowndes just scored. Lowndes goes up 10 to 7 okay. over Valdosta okay. in Wintersville. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's big in front of a big crowd down there. Always. And it doesn't matter. It can rain. You, can you do mem- whatever. You remember how earlier, and I think it was actually off there, I said Pebblebrook was beating Westlake 7 to nothing? Yeah. Well, now it's 42 to 7. Westlake's winning. Whoa. So, y- yikes. Uh, they found 42 pretty quickly. That wasn't that long ago, right? Mm-hmm. That was only a few minutes ago? Yeah. It's 42 to 7. Westlake over Pebblebrook in the second quarter. Walton just scored 21-7. Okay. North okay. You said they needed to respond. Yeah. That's what they needed to get right back in it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're right back in it with the score there, 21-7. Watch for that. Um, but man, what a, what a game that is. And I see Garrett just posted something. If you're following Garrett, you just saw um, he's had video of a touchdown there. Uh, if you go, if you follow him on Twitter or X, at GCHAP ATL. Yeah. or F or yep. G or yep. whatever it is. And he's with it, and he's, he's showing you the Walton touchdown. Cameron Lloyd goes 80 yards from screen pass for a touchdown there. So you get a chance to see it if you go on Twitter and take a look. We saw Cameron Lloyd, right? I mean, he is a really, really good player. He's a good athlete, a yeah. receiver for Walton. Mm-hmm. Walton has players all over the place. Don't count them out yet. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's still the first half. It's still the first half. You want to see what happens with them. We got a second quarter score, North Hall 28, Madison County 21. Uh, second quarter score, Flowery branches up on Wounder Barrel. Uh, 34 nothing is scoring that game. 34 nothing. Wonder Bears having a nice year. That's that's a little surprising. Um, a little halftime at Osborne. Osborne's up 21-3. 21-3 on Kennesaw Mountain. Boy, Osborne, you know, rolling. Not won six games since 1994. Man. Dom, were you even in the in this universe with us in 1994? <laughs> no, no, no. It's about three years too early for me. <laughs> three years. Ah, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. You know, but that's some of the scores we have so far. We've been keeping an eye on more of them. Uh, as we go along, another region game that we got Dalton and Woodland Cartersville. Uh, Dalton's up 21 7. They're in that same region. That's the other team we talk about. Some good team is going to get left out. Yeah, that's some good teams are going to get left out. And games like ga- tonight are what separate in the 10th week when we're saying, man, so and so missed the playoffs. It might be from a loss from a game tonight. Yeah, it could be. That could be. All right, coming up next segment we love to have, school days. Got a guy played incredible ball in the National Football League with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Great college career at Fort Valley State. We're not going to talk about any of that. We're not going to talk anymore. No Steelers, no Super Bowl, no – okay. And we're going to talk about the days back at Peach County High School. Greg Lloyd, hard-hitting linebacker, is going to join us next. School days straight ahead on this Friday night. It's the Scoreboard Show, your high school scoreboard show on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. more of the high school football scoreboard show brought to you by qc kinetics non-surgical solution for chronic pain and mark spain go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing on sports radio 92.9 the game taking it back back in the days when i was young i'm not a kid anymore but some days i sit and wish i was a kid again it's school days on the high school scoreboard show sam and coach check in with the legend of georgia high school football brought to you by jim ellis automotive where you can always expect the best on sports radio 92.9 the game Always a segment that we enjoy doing each and every friday night we take a pause from the action out on the field on a friday night and to reflect on what it means to have been a part of Friday nights in, in Georgia. 
in high school football. And some people we talked about have played the game at the collegiate level. Some have played professionally. Some have played other sports. We've had people who've gone and played, played baseball, played something yeah. else. But they nothing takes the place of the memories from Friday nights. Some even played in the Super Bowl, Sam. Well, well yes. But we're not going to talk about we're it. Not, <laughs> we're going to talk about high school football. We're going to talk about high school football uh, down at Peach County High School and the guy who played so hard down there, and it paved the way for tremendous things in college and professionally. Greg Lloyd, welcome to the Scoreboard Show with Sam and Chris. We're so happy you're able to join us on this Friday night. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. When you when you think of Friday nights now and, um, you know, you reflect on them, what, what are those memories, what kind of memories come back for you? You know, it's so funny because back then, you know, football was, I mean, we just, we were just playing because we enjoyed the game. You know, we, we loved to play. We wanted to put on a show. We wanted to, um, you know, we obviously we wanted to win. And, uh, you know, we wanted to, uh, you know, make our parents and make our state and our, our school proud of us. Um, you know, didn't, didn't have any insight beyond that until probably, you know, as we got, you know, probably 11, 12th grade. But at the beginning of it, it was just, you know, Glad to be on the team, glad to be one of the leaders, glad to go out and play hard. And then, you know, you adopted that attitude of now that we're out here, let's see if we can make some people quit playing this sport. <laughs> awesome. Greg, is there one moment that stands out when you think about your time at Peach County? Is there any one moment in the game that you say, man, that, that, was, that was my favorite time? Well, a kind of a good and bad. You know, with me, I was always known as a – as a hard hitter and um, homecoming, homecoming, um, playing again. I think we were playing, if I'm not mistaken, Mary Persons. Ooh, Mary that's, a, Persons that's a big game now. School. Yeah. Yeah, big game. And you got it for homecoming. We played Mary Persons, and uh, I hit this kid and broke his leg, and they kicked me out of the game. Whoa. And I thought, wow, that was um, not done purposely. And why should I get, you know, kicked out of the game? But they kicked me out of the game for breaking this kid's leg. I remember coming to the sideline, and I was I was disgusted. And I remember uh, one of my coaches, Coach Hughley, was like, well, you know, that's how it is. That's how it goes. It's like, yeah, but this is homecoming. You know, <laughs> this is homecoming. You know, you don't want to get kicked out of homecoming. So that, that, was, that was really, really memorable for me. We knew Greg is a hard hitter. In, in the NFL, but how hard did you have to hit somebody in 1980-something to get thrown out of the game, baby? <laughs> well, you know, it has, to, it has to start somewhere, right? <laughs> so, so, so that was probably the beginning of something that I had no clue would uh, take me, you know, four years of college and 12 years in the pros, my man. Wow, that is great. We're talking with Greg Lloyd, spending some time reflecting on the school days. What places that you like to go and play? Is there a certain place you say, boy, I love to go play at that place? And, 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 or, or what was it like on a Friday night at Peach County High School? I see the pictures of what they got now. They got field turf down there. They got all kind of stuff. You, you, you look, listen, now you laugh. Yeah, they didn't have field turf in Greg's day. In case you were wondering. That's a beautiful stadium they got down there now in Fort Valley. It looks awesome what they've done to it. But what was it like Friday nights there and, and, and for to have your community come out and be around you? Well, you know, man, it's, it's like if, you, if you've been in a small town where a lot of guys 
or potential superstars. When I say superstars, I'm talking they could have played D1 ball and been out drinking all night and smoking all night and would have been, you know, still better than most of the guys that do. But you get all of those guys that could have been, they're coming back and they're leaning on the fence, some of them in the game, and they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, you want to be, you know, to be proud. But when you're walking through them, you know, it's the funny thing. They're, they're like, oh, y'all ain't like we were. Y'all can't do what we did. Y'all can't do it like I, you know, that kind of thing. So you want to, you know, you want to, you know, you want to prove them wrong. But at the same time, you know, it's, it, it was it was family. It was, you know, all your friends, everybody you knew from school and from church. It was a really close, you know, close-knit community. And at the same time, you know, there was some, you know, you know, there was some, some people that, like you said, that probably like every game you go to shouldn't have been let in game. But <laughs> listen, man, it was, it was, it was, you know what I'm talking about. I don't have oh, to yeah. say it. Oh yeah. But, uh, you know, but it was, it was, it was really good, man. It was like, you know, it was really family. Everybody was rooting for you. You know, we were, you know, the band was playing, the band was part of it. The band got going and, you know, the coaches, you know, got to going and things of that nature. But I just, I just love the, the atmosphere of, you know, coming out, seeing everybody, all the cars out, and then the lights are on, and you come through, and then the stadium on our side is, you know, it's just packed, you know, and, and it's just not that many. It's so packed that our people have to go on the other side, the visitor side, to sit also. So, you know, that 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 euphoria, man, it just it sticks with you. It, and, uh, you know, when you get into, when you carry it over to college, you kind of, I won't say you get used to it, but you're like, you expect it. But it's just different. It's just different. It's just like it's like time stands still for a few hours on Friday night, and it's like whatever issues or problems or whatever that's going on, whether it's community or in the country, football takes the place of it and substitute and gives somebody something really, really, really good and hope to believe in something. You know, I think that's what you know. That's what I take from it now, looking back at it. Man, that was a good word, Sam. That's exactly what yeah. high school football really is, mm-hmm. you know, that for a Absolutely. few hours every Friday kind of stops and we all cheer for us against the other team. Yeah. Uh, Greg, does, does, is there a great sense of pride with how good Peach County has been since you left? I mean, they've had a phenomenal run, you know, for the last 30 years or so of many, many, many region championships, several state championships. Do you take a sense of pride in, in what they've done since? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we were we played, but we weren't very good when we played. I mean, we played hard, but we didn't win any any chamber. Our, our biggest thing was to beat Perry. If we could beat Perry, we you know we we've accomplished something, you know that year. But uh, you know, lots of great teams after after we left. Lots of great chefs. I had a chance to witness uh, one. I, I can't call exactly what year it was I was playing and I just happened to be home. I think I may have been retired at the time, but I, I actually got to go to the dome to see them win a state championship. And, uh, you know, it was really, really, really cool. So, yeah, I mean, anytime somebody says Peach County, Fort Valley, if I'm out of the state, if I'm somewhere else, it, you know, no matter what you're doing, you stop and you go, okay, somebody's trying to get my attention because they just said Peach County, Fort Valley, you know, but uh, yeah, man, just, you know, it's a sense of pride. You know, we have people who have come through Peach County, graduated Peach County, and all and all over the world, all over the country. And um, that pride, man, is instilled when people go out and they do something to become successful. And I think everybody takes pride in, in knowing that, yeah, listen, 
Yeah, we're a product of uh, Peach County High School. We're a product of a high school that was not really built on when we were there, you know, athletics. It was built on, you know, academics. Everything mm-hmm. was about academics when we were there. You know, football was, uh, it was leisure. It was something that you did in your spare time, and if you just happened to be good at it, you have to be good at it. But they wanted you to get your, your you know, get your education while you were there, and um, that was one of the mainstays for you know my household and uh, most of my friends' households also. Yeah, Greg. Well, when, what turned the light on for you? Because you talked about being there and in Pergam not being really strong at the time. You're talking about seeing a lot of guys come back hanging on the fence who could have been but didn't. Yeah. What was it that turned the light on for you and got you focused? Uh, to to well, to use the game. I I uh, probably my senior year, about my junior year, I got a couple of uh, letters, and they weren't from D one schools. They were just you know schools. And, you know, you gotta understand now. If you, you've been to Fort Valley, Fort Valley, Peach County, it's it's a small little town. If you if you you know if your parents work at this at the college or at the school, or if you work at the Bluebird at that time, you know those were the jobs. And so for a kid growing up, you know, I had enough. Uh, uh, um, teachers around me to like, you know, you want to do something bigger. You want to get out of Fort Valley, kind of, you know, spread your wings, go do something and make something of yourself. And so, you know, I got colleges, you know, that were calling, but they were like, you know, Troy State and people. I wanted to go to Georgia Tech is where I wanted to go to school at. And uh, Georgia didn't call, so I can't say what I want to say about them on on, on air. Okay, <laughs> okay. You know, I did, I did. But at the time, I believe Sam, I was like ranked number two linebacker in the state of Georgia, and the kid that was ranked number one, Georgia, you know, picked him up, and I was just for sure thought Georgia Tech. Well, long long story short, Coach Doug Porter came last coach. He came and wooed mine and and. Uh, Basically, I I wasn't there. He came. He was kind of like he's like came in the back door like he was a, you know, he's an army ranger. So he pulled an army <laughs> ranger. Thing, waited till I was waited till I was at home and went over and talked to her. So when I got back home, that's all I heard was Fort Valley. Fort. But you know the thing about it at that time, Fort Valley State would let all of the high school Peach County high school kids in. They would let us in the games, home games. And so I had a familiar with what Fort Valley was doing. I knew a lot of the players by name because of hearing them on the, you know, intercom making tackles and touchdowns, things like that. So I knew who they were. I had never met them, knew who they were. So uh, talked to Mr. Hughesley, who was my uh, sixth grade PE teacher, who's also come my frat brother. And he was like, hey, man, if you want to play football, you can go out to Fort Valley and play football, get your great education. Out. So that's what it became. And again, it wasn't like, let's look to the pros, which I thought I could do, but it was like, can I do it at Fort Valley? Do I have the talent? That's me internalizing me. And so I was like, what the heck? So I had a chance to go to Troy State. I had a chance to go to uh, there's another college there in Alabama I can't think of it that I went to visit a couple of times. So I just like, okay, I'll do Fort Valley. And I remember the first time walking on Fort Valley and seeing uh, Andre Green, called him Kazmaier, and all these big linebackers. And I came back home and I told my aunt, I said, I'm never going to play there. And <laughs> she said, well, I said, I'm like, uh, coming out of, uh, real talk, real talk, coming out of high school, mind you, I was probably 200 and maybe 17 pounds, bench pressing about 330, but I, I could run. But I just looked like a tall basketball player. So that's how they saw me when I walked on the field. Like, who's this skinny kid? And I can understand that's probably where D1 schools probably looked at me like, is this kid too small or whatever, whatever. And so that's when it began. And um, so one of the one of the few guys as a freshman who got a chance to play, got some opportunities to start, and um, 
that's when it got started, you know. And um, so from that moment on, I just I just became competitive. I got stronger. I put on the weight. I got faster. And um, the more I played, the more I heard people talk. And then the very first time I had um, an opportunity, somebody said there was going to be an NFL scout, you know, there. I think I was in the uh, – I was playing at um, – Oh gosh, it was. Uh, I got chosen to play a long time ago. The Black College uh, uh, All Star Game was mm-hmm. called Freedom Bowl. Freedom Bowl. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. And it was played in RFK Stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got chosen to be a starter, and got a chance to uh, be coached by one of the greatest coaches ever, Eddie Robertson. And uh, Eddie Rob had two outside linebackers that he wanted to, you know, present to the pros, and you know, he wanted to showcase, but they weren't starters, so. He put them on. I was always played outside linebacker, a little inside linebacker in the five two, but always outside. So he showcased them, and I played inside because I had to start. And lo and behold, Tony Dungeon, Whoa. who mm. at the time was the defensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, just happened to be at the game. Saw me play, did not say a word to me, did not speak to me. Did, I just knew he was there. And then um, probably about a week or so later, um, a scout from Pittsburgh came, and I ran a time for him. And then they started coming. So that's how I knew. And wow. I remember the first time, uh, Coach Tom Donahue, who was, the, who was the scout for Pittsburgh at the time, I ran a timing for him on grass. Then he warmed up, and he looked at me, kind of smiled. He said, hey, has anybody else been here to run, you run a timing for? <laughs> and I went, no. And so, you know, you know how you laugh right now? You kind of yeah. go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that kind of gives you an idea that, yeah, you got something going on. But I had the, the numbers were there. You know, the numbers were, if I had been – like you say, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, if you know, with the stats I had being at a D one college, I, I was easily a first round draft choice. Right. So yeah. they didn't know, and again, black college football at that time was still kind of a you know touch and go. Even though you had so many guys that had come before me and and set a standard from mm-hmm. HBCU, so it was like you know it was cool. So Bill Nunn, who was actually the one of the one of the uh, first black scouts for, mm-hmm. for Pittsburgh Steelers, were responsible for me. You know, get to the so of course I got you know I got drafted. Thought I was going to Dallas because Dallas had sent a whole lot of paraphernalia to the school and stuff like that. And then you know on that day Pittsburgh drafted me. So you know it was I mean it was it's surreal. You know I mean it's like you think about it. You think you know, you go back and you think all the time that I missed. You know it was like my family was going on vacations and going on trips, and I had spring football practice, mm-hmm. and it was like well. If you want to be captain, you you got to be here, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So they're trying to tell a, a kid, make a choice between going on vacation and coming out here playing spring football. So obviously, I made the right decision. Absolutely. And, uh, kind of rest, you know, the rest is, is what it is. So from that moment on, man, I I never look back. That's a great story, Sam, for kids out there that may think they're getting overlooked or may right. think they should be going to the SEC school. You know, here's in one of the best players. Play for one of the better program, better teams in the NFL, Pittsburgh Steelers, Hall of Famer for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can get much better than that. That had to work his way into that situation. And so, great story, Greg. Really appreciate that. And I'll tell you, Sam, mm-hmm. you know, Peace County got some pride. But you know who got some pride? These Steelers, okay. these Steelers people got some pride. Yeah. They love the Steelers. <laughs> so, you know, one of my good friends, Kelly Flat, she loves the Steelers. We told Greg Long was coming on today. She put a jersey on. Yeah, she's got a oh, Greg really? Long jersey on. She, listen, she, has, she got ninety five. It was her dad's on. only jersey or so. See, listen, these people love Greg Lloyd. They and, and love I, the Steelers. I, I called one of my former coworkers. I, 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 Donna Lowry. She probably listened. We're at eleven alive. She's from Pittsburgh. She said, "I told you you were going to be on." She's yeah. on. 
Yeah. Shit to come check you well, out. Cool. They don't listen to me and well, Sam, Greg. They just listening for you. <laughs> for you tonight. Well, good. Uh, listen, you know, and, and just speaking volumes of that, I, and, and, I, and I always say this, man. I mean, you guys are right. The great thing about it is that I, I only got to change colors one time. That's going <laughs> wearing the blue and gold at Fort Bell. I went back to the black and gold from Peach County back to the Steelers. Yeah. So that was that was the coolest thing in the world. But um, what was it last? Two weeks ago, Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh Steelers and and the Raiders. I, I went with the Steelers to do a watch show in Mexico. Wow. Mexico City, Mexico. And you um, – you, I, I would say you won't believe it, but you have to believe Pittsburgh Steelers Nation is real. The yeah. fan base in Mexico is unbelievable. Wow. I mean, unbelievable. So when you start talking franchise, most of the teams – that are now getting in, you know, that were that were starting out, they chose and tried to use the template of the Pittsburgh Steelers to become successful. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best run organizations with a it's a family run organization. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, man, the pride is unreal. The the black and gold it will forever I, I tell people I bleed black and gold. You know, I'm, I, I, you know, of course, you know, I'm never going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to the game tomorrow to watch Fort Valley play Savannah State. But I mean, I'm, you know, my heart is in so many different places. But the black and gold man is going to always be still a nation is big time. And like I say, the organization is real. It's, 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 it's one of the probably top tier organization or, or you know, or anything that you want to do. Just forget about sports. I'm just talking about any kind of business that that you want to talk about, you can think of. Yeah. It is one of the best run, and the people have so much pride because it's so blue-collar. Yeah. They love you when you come in and you do your job and you shut up. You come in, you <laughs> yeah. do your job, yeah. and you're not flashing. You yeah. come in and you do your job and you bleed and you do what you got to do, and you do it in the cold, you do it in the hot, you do it in the freezing. That's what they love about you, and you don't complain about it, man. And I think that's what everybody takes away. And we have guys, I got guys I play golf with that come from other teams, and first thing they say, these are arrogant Steelers. And I love that. <laughs> I love that because we see ourselves as top tier, yeah. and not not just football players, but at top tier people, not yeah. just top tier, you know, former athletes or athletes. That's how we. That's that's what that culture. And Pittsburgh teaches you. Yeah, and, and so, Sam, yeah. it very, all started, Sam. Yeah. It all started on Friday night in Georgia. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Before before Absolutely. we let you go, we, we up against got to let you go. Pass on something to to young person who's in your position today and is looking to play. What what what, what do you tell them? Just a couple of words. Well, I would say this. You know, if it's your dream, then guess what you're going to have to do. If it's your dream, you're going to have to work it. You're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices. But I tell you what. Work hard now so you can play hard later. Yeah. That's what I tell you right now. Work hard now so you can play hard later. That's that's what it's all about. Don't don't cut corners. You're gonna have to give up some of those friends. You might even have to give up some family members. But if that's what you want, that's what you that's 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 what you're gonna have to do. And it's there. It's there for the taking. Fantastic. Fantastic. Greg Lloyd, thank you for sharing some some school days with us and some other days with us tonight, but it's a special treat to have you on with us. We appreciate you so much. Hey, man, thank you guys for having me, man. All right. That is Greg Lloyd. All the Steelers fans are, are happy. 
<laughs> they are. They all yeah. listen. Yeah, I know. The folks from Fort Valley and the folks from down to Peach County. All the way. All, the way. all right. We're heading for the 9 o'clock hour. More scores. We got more uh, more reports from our reporters. We're going to check in with John Batnarowski from Marietta Daily Journal coming up this hour as well. So stay with us. It's the Scoreboard Show on Sports Radio 929 The Game at 929thegame.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.